the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, in the they found the telephone and electricity line. Described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. What do you do if the woman you love won't agree to marry you? You get mad, maybe even depressed, but eventually you move on. But on November 16, 1911, a man takes rejection a little far when he murders not just the woman who turned him down but almost her entire family in what is described as the worst crime in Queensland history. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. George David Silva, 28, worked as a farmhand on the property owned by Charles Ching in Queensland. On November 16, 1911, Charles told his farmhand he was going into town for supplies and to pick up his wages. When he returned, Charles was met by a locked home. He assumed that his family had left for the day to visit with neighbors and went into the kitchen house that George Silver resided in and cooked his meal. Nighttime soon fell and the Ching family had still not returned home. Charles became worried and went to several neighbors' homes to find his family. They were nowhere to be found, and someone suggested that he break into the home. With the help of George Silva, Charles broke into the side window and entered his home. Inside were the dead bodies of his wife and three of his children. His wife Agnes and eldest daughter, 17-year-old Maud, had been shot with a rifle. Four-year-old Hugh and 20-month-year-old Winnie had been bludgeoned, 
their skulls smashed in. All were dragged to the sitting room, where they were thrown together and a rug placed on top. Ten-year-old Teddy and eight-year-old Dolly were not in the home with the rest of the family. The inside of the home was so bloody that it was said to look like a slaughterhouse. Charles sent George to sound the alarm. Police and Aboriginal trackers began inspecting the scene and looking for the two missing children. They were found, days later, about a half a mile away. They both had been shot and their skulls smashed in. It remains unknown if the children were killed in the home and relocated, or if they were killed as they traveled back home. Charles's entire family was now gone, and police were desperately trying to find the killer. The investigation continued, and no trail leading to or from the home was ever found. Suspicion was thrown directly at George Silva, who was the only person still near the home the day of the murders. A school friend who was walking home with the Ching children told police that she saw George wearing khaki pants and a blue shirt. When police arrived the day of the murders, he was wearing a white shirt and dark pants. Not far from the farmhouse were the charred remains of what appeared to be the clothing the girl saw George Silva wearing that day. Fearing a lynch mob, George confessed to police, but not before first trying to implicate others unsuccessfully. According to him, the eldest daughter, Maud, rejected his advances and, when he asked if he could marry her daughter, Agnes responded that he would never be able to provide for her the way she deserved and denied his request. That's when he flew into a rage that ended in the murder of the Ching family. He was only tried for the murder of Maud Ching. Any conviction would have brought a death penalty, so the court saw no point in charging him multiple times. He was found guilty and hanged on June 10th, 1912. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 17th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.